are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And James, what are we doing today? Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Part 2. Yes, the, uh, I was going to say Avengers have assembled, but the Justice League is here to chat about this movie again. All Welcome right. back, Aaron, Josh, and Bing. How you doing? Very well. All right. Great. The Justice Friends. The Justice Friends have leaked. We don't speak of the <laughs> Justice Friends. <laughs> I wrote some dumb pun in here somewhere, and then I read it, and I was like, ah, I don't even want to read that. But <laughs> at any rate, we're going to jump right in it, because we've already introduced these guys. If you didn't listen to part one of this series, go back and listen to it um, to gain some insights to know who these folks are. Um, but we're going to chat right now. Suffice to say, we've got a lot of comics knowledge in here, a lot of movie knowledge. So we're going to bust right into Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the successes and failures of this movie. What could have made it great? What was great? What was terrible? And what could have made it even more terrible? So let's start with Bing. Bing, what do you think succeeded really well about this film, failed really well? Well, the introduction of the expanded universe uh, of DC, getting uh, a new version of Batman in there and a, a good version of Wonder Woman, um, having those three characters on the screen at the same time was, was really good to see. Cool. And introducing the other characters as sloppily done as it was, uh, it opened the door and, and showed that, that this is going to happen. So awesome. that, that was a success of the film. Okay, and let's go on to Josh for some more successes, then we'll do a round of failures. Well, in the last <laughs> segment, we talked about how Lex was jealous, and I'm running a lot of the what I saw through that filter, and a lot of it's making sense. Why is he hoarding information about these other metas? We did get to see them. We saw them in a cool way, and Lord knows when... Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman all posed like a team because shit just got real. <laughs> I was into it. When they were finally all together fighting Doomsday, it was cool. They all fight in their own way. Zack Snyder does these stylistic fight scenes impeccably. He, he should get someone else to direct the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, He should. Aaron, what do you think? Some successes. Uh, so the the story that was kind of at the heart of the whole thing was the, you know, God amongst men. Like, what do we do with Superman? Like, he is a force that cannot be contended with. How do we make that work in our world? And that was the story that was interesting to me, and that was actually what drew me into the movie. And it was there, but I wanted to see more of it. Like, you saw the statue and, like, the people who were for Superman, against him, and, like, people, you know, actually having congressional meetings, mm -hmm. as uninteresting as that kind of was, to talk <laughs> about what do we do with this threat. Yeah. That's a really intriguing idea. Um, so I like that, and I like the team up at the end. Like I felt like, yeah, these guys are working as a team. This works. The rest of it, less. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's some successes I thought that the movie achieved. Um, I thought from the beginning of the film, that first like I don't know, ten minutes of the film, they did such a great job of alienating Superman. See what I did there? Alienating oh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. I read the pun. <laughs> um, that was so great that they kept showing all... That was a great moment of Zack Snyder's directing prowess, and I'm sure he had a little uh, help there. But showing the whole fight scene, not rehashing it from any point of view of any of the combatants, but everybody on the ground having to watch the mayhem, seeing Superman. You know it's Superman. He flies by and blows through a building just alienating him completely from their world. I thought they did such an amazing job of setting that up 
and then they did not proceed to do a great job throughout the rest of the film. But that was really great. Um, and that could have been the flip-flop from Man of Steel. They could have really focused on his side of it and showed everybody else as an alienated outsider in the rest of the world. Um, great visuals and cinematography. Um, there were just some shots of Batman standing in the rain, and I was like, yeah, that's great. That looks really nice. Well done. Um, so obviously fantastic visuals. And then uh, I relatively... I thought that the idea for the different character arcs and the overall story they wanted to tell was good. Executed terribly. Overall, I thought it was a good direction for them to head in with the film and with what they're trying to achieve here. Seemed a little bit different from other things I'd seen, but success. Two seconds. Brief. Why did Bruce Wayne have an alarm and a siren for the top of his car? I don't know. Did he? Yeah. Oh, at the beginning? Just I just assumed he climbed Oh, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> I just assumed he climbed into some private security contract. Is, like, he just commandeered some guys. Yeah, that's also a dude. This version of Batman's a big fan of Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, I, don't think so. I think I recall that. Yeah, it's just yeah. like some security guy. Like, hey, give me a call. Oh. It's a private security contract. I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he like, put it up. Yeah, oh, no, no, hilarious. It was a I'm the mayor of this city. It I wasn't a rich. That's what I thought he was doing. It wasn't a rich. It was a ball. It was a straight-force ball. Success is James. Success is visually stunning movie. Um, I'm I'm a gonna agree with Bing. They finally launched a universe, so congrats. I'm down for that. The I food the, you had in the theater. The food I had. Oh man, the veggie <laughs> burger was a huge success. Um, soundtrack I thought was great. Sorry everybody, I like the scenes where the whole world is contemplating Superman and they're cutting from scene to scene of him. Hans uh, Zimmer hauling the the cargo ship that's tipped over in the ice, um, rescuing foes. That was a great scene. Rescuing the rocket that just blew up. Listen to the music playing behind that while the talking heads are talking their heads off. It was like Hans Zimmer and a DJ, right? And some other guy's yeah, name yeah. was attached to it. I don't know. I really love the soundtrack. I did. I even liked it when the music kicked in to get you hyped for Wonder Woman. Junkie, Junkie XL. Was, Junkie yeah. XL. Same as uh, Road, uh, Fury Road. Oh, interesting. And the last thing I'll say for success is, and everybody feel free to react, okay, <gasps> is that finally... The Batman was used in a fight scene. Well, we. I, I'm sorry, but the, the more I the more I watch the Nolan Batman trilogy, the fight scenes suck. They suck. Think about the fight scenes involving Batman in the final movie. Bing and Aaron. He's and a cripple at that. Point. I don't give a shit. At one point, he's got no bones. At one point, he throws little smoke bombs that I used to buy from the fucking ice cream truck for 25 cents a pop, and they just kind of go. What? What is that? When Ben Those Affleck, hurt. when Ben Affleck, no, no, Bane walked right through them and mocked them oh, the way Bane he should have. And they just stand there through the whole movie. Huh? Yeah, they just stand there and rock them, sock them robots. There's no technique. There's no stealth. There's no anything. It's just punch, 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 dodge, punch. Ben Affleck's fight scene with the twenty-four some odd goons in this abandoned factory was fucking awesome. It was cool. And he's a ninja. And. <laughs> The he's way he's the way, hey, for the, for the climbed on the ceiling. For the first time in a superhero movie, a villain did in fact do the smart thing and they went right up to the hero when he wasn't looking and point blanked him right in the head. Didn't work. And it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But the fact is Batman had to recoil from that and like grunts like ah oh, and takes damage and then has to recover from that while like backtracking his back. Saving throw for half damage. <laughs> then his cape, another thing that almost never happens in a superhero movie, his cape gets used against him in a fight scene. He gets pulled down to the ground and has to fight from the ground belly up remember that yeah and he thwarts those guys get stabbed 
Oh, the fight scene that 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 scene alone is better than the whole Batman trilogy from previously. I'm but sorry. He's still in the Batbot armor at that point, right? That's no. why he shrugs no, off. No, he no, wasn't. no, no, no. He's back in his original suit. He a quick was. changeover it from his so fight with Superman that they never bulky, explained. It still looks like the. Bat oh, it's bot certainly yeah. it's certainly done a certain way. But anyway, those are my Good successes. successes. Let's hit up some failures. <laughs> what did it not live up to? Uh, as Aaron said, uh, the, the congressional scene uh, was was a really good lead up to yes. something. It followed yes. up on the damage, answering for the damage that was in A Man of Steel. And I really wanted to hear Superman speak up and say something. But he can't I did act. too. He can't himself. act. <laughs> Give his half The highest story. C-SPAN ratings of all time. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be great. I was waiting for that too. Yeah, uh, and, and I would really like to have, to have heard... Uh, a response to that. What would he say uh, in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and again, as as I brought up before, the the whole melding of the the uh, apocalypse scene was just so jarring. Mm. It slowed down the the flow of the yeah. story. Yeah. Like flash that. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flash yeah. alternate so future you call it past. The flash memory. Okay. Right. Oh my god. Nice. Give us some failures. Nice. Uh, failures. <laughs> the only other than way your puns. One? Other than your puns. <laughs> the only way I'm going to forgive them for this direct doomsday rip is if we then get Rise of the Superman and I get to see Zack Snyder's Superboy. Ooh. I'm in for that. Um, and that, that will be a complete failure. Uh, <laughs> other parts, like we said, they bring up this great opposed ideology. They've got Batman versus Superman looking at each other. They don't see eye to eye on much. Mm-hmm. But they find resolution. They find a way for checks and balances for each other to work with one another. Martha. But in this, we just got <laughs> Martha! 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 Well, he got over that pretty quick, didn't he? Martha. Oh, yeah. Done. He's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. And that completely erased the of kind sons. of like actual discussion they should have had. But I don't think, number one, apparently Superman might not be able to carry his half of the dialogue. And number two, Zack Snyder can't make thinky thoughts that long. Like, <laughs> thinky thoughts. Um, we have this beautiful conflict which could be phrased. And Wonder Woman poses a natural resolution. Mm. She can step in and has always, in all iterations of the Justice League separated them and found resolution between them. We had all three pieces we need for the heart of the Justice League. This is Matt Wagner's trilo- Trinity and they never touched it. She would need dialogue for that to happen. And that would I would have loved for her to have actual dialogue. <laughs> I would have loved for Superman to give his half of the story. We heard a little bit of Batman's, but even that has better points than like, well, I'm really into branding people now. <laughs> like, I have some unconventional desires. But Superman had too few lines in that movie. Very Wait, the really story cool. failed. Yeah. Aaron, some failures. Uh, you know, it's Besides funny, all of it. That, <laughs> besides all of it. It's funny, that conversation between Batman and Superman was happening. Superman was like, hey, help me. And Batman said, landmine. Uh, yeah. He set up this whole thing. He wanted it to happen. It's so, amazing they couldn't just talk it out, though, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Superman tried to. He tried for like a second. Superman and he's like, hey, screw Batman you, buddy. I'm going to throw you through a window. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think the point that you made earlier was like they're doing this in reverse where they're mm. introducing all mm-hmm. the characters and then developing their plots and mm-hmm. like their character motivation. That makes a lot of sense if you have a movie with a story. Yes. So if <laughs> if this movie in some parallel universe had a story that went from point A to point B to point C and I went, oh, I can follow that progression. That makes sense. Then the characters are sort of secondary to that. And you can sort of build up those characters in later movies when they had their individual times. Uh-huh. And that seems like it was a plan at some point, 
and then someone forgot to do that. <laughs> they just left in like a dotted line box that was like, story goes here, and then they were like, oh shit, we gotta make this movie. Uh, is, is it four o'clock already? <laughs> Lex Luthor just does a thing so that he they fight each other, and then they fight the other guy, and then the, the movie ends. Yeah. And that was like, that's what I, I keep saying this, but like there's pieces of this thing that were good, and it could have worked if those pieces uh-huh. locked together, but it was like someone took a puzzle, they got like 20% of the way through, and then just took a hammer to the rest, and went, ah, it works! <laughs> yep. Look, it's a duck. It was a duck the whole time. I knew it! <laughs> yeah. Okay, Archive. so main overall <laughs> the failure of the film, um, from a f- film standpoint, from watching the movie, was that there was horribly inconsistent tone throughout, the pacing was made absolutely no sense at points in time. So many of the character arcs were rushed and confused. And I have a a kind of open question. At this point in time, with all these iterations of Batman and Superman, can we not have Batman show up on screen and explain his origin story later? Maybe piece by piece reveal? Can he not be a person that does things on his own and then the reasons behind that are maybe a little mysterious, being a Batman that hides behind a mask all the time. <laughs> and can we not reveal them slowly over time? Or does every film that we watch that has the character need to start with the origin story, make sure we're caught up, and waste like 15 minutes of the movie reflecting on that? I think that with what they were doing here and trying to innovate, they could have done some more innovation on how they were telling the story. Well, that that was a necessary part of the story of the film because they had to beat it into you uh-huh. that his mother's name was Martha. <laughs> That's Martha. true. That's a good point. There's yes. so many other ways to do that, though. Like, but this that, is Zack Snyder. That's true. Yes. See, there's there's where we're at. But yes, there probably are better ways. But I want to say the only other thing that really upset me about the film, because I did enjoy it passively just watching it. I forgot lots of parts of it that don't matter, details and things, because <laughs> oh. it was fun to watch and everything. But the, the most obvious thing that really bothers me is that this was just purely fueled by the marketing drive behind it to try and catch up with the Marvel experience, to try and smash everybody into They couldn't have even maybe just focused on adding one other character to this, maybe just Wonder Woman, and then she can reveal in, like, one line that there are others that they will find, you know? Give her more screen time. Don't waste mm-hmm. the rest of it. She just flips out her wallet and has, like, right. all the pictures. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Missing There's person's report. Aquaman Here's all the milk <laughs> cartons. Let's go find them. But yes, the, the obvious marketing push, push and crutch of this film really hindered it from actually becoming a watchable, cohesive story and movie itself. Not to say it wasn't fun to watch people file around and smash into stuff and everything. That was good. Failures. Failures. Now, see, here's the thing. I said in podcast one that I love this movie, but boy, I, it's, it's, it's bad. There's, there's a lot of bad parts about it. Um, I'm going to agree with Bing and I'm going to agree with Josh that this could have been he epic. He agrees with me. <laughs> I, I, but, but they made strongly the point kidding. of like the, mis- <laughs> the mishandling of the dichotomy of, of Batman and Superman. This could have been epic. This could yeah. have been epic. Mm-hmm. It should have been epic. And, and it parts wasn't. were close to yeah. being epic. Um, all right, so that's that's been said. I'm just doubling. I'm Lord, just seconding that. Um, you don't need the Africa storyline, right? You could have. You could have just had Superman been this. Um, oh my God! I totally forgot. But that Lois Lane movie. needed to it be was, in the it was, film. Exactly. It was only put in there to give Lois something to do to trace down the bullet to to go to DC 
to find out that it was Lexcor manufacturing the books. You didn't need that. You could have just had the blowback from Superman's actions in Man of Steel to be the backdrop for the congressional hearings and the doubt and the anger that the population has towards him. You didn't need the Africa stuff. That was cockamamie. I love you could have given all those lines or all that time to Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. You could have done anything with that time. But instead, it's, it's yeah, you didn't need the Africa stuff. Uh, Henry Cable's acting. Enough said. Uh, Lex's Endgame. Poor guy. I love you. Lex's <laughs> Endgame. We already talked about it, right? What, what, what was the plan here, buddy? What, what was the plan? Uh, the writing. The writing sometimes is terrible in this movie. Like, some of Superman's lines between him and Lois, like, after he rescues her from Africa, remember he says, you know, he's explaining himself, the woman I love could have been blown up or shot. Do you ever put those in that order? <laughs> You're like shot or like, blown up. Shot or blown up. And by the way, she never faced being blown up. She did face being shot. But what an awkward handling of like, mm-hmm. my woman was in danger. You're like you were, you know, like the 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 hey. rundown of that is just so awkward. And then her answer to it, like, I don't know if this is possible. What for me to love you and you to be you? Uh, what a mealy mouthed way of of introducing that conflict of like, can this work? You know. Um, yeah, that's some really bad writing. What's going on at the Daily Planet where Clark one day is on sports and the next minute he's on the social scene? Is he a fucking intern? Can I just you know, like- say, it was <laughs> delightful seeing uh, Perry cast as he was. Lawrence Fishburne was amazing. No, he's a waste. I thought he was wasted. Wasted, but he did a good job. He did a good job. All right, last two things real quick. Um, and feel free to chime in on this one. Anything I've said. Exposition via Anderson Cooper 360. Like, this is becoming a trope in, in a lot of movies. Marketing. Is to move a, a plot along by having talking heads tell you what's happening and what the people are feeling. And Nancy Grace and Anderson Cooper and Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was in this one. He was in Iron Man Two, if you remember. This is becoming a thing to have like cable news mm-hmm. talking head morons handhold you through the story. No, and it happened here too. Oh, it's a good thing that most of downtown is uninhabited now. A. Anderson Cooper, like that. That was said in the movie. Finally, I thought the visual at the end fight way too much. Like, you don't need to have Doomsday exploding with so many goddamn lightning bolts. Like, it, it was almost gave me a goddamn seizure. Get the hell out. No, she can't. Anyway, <laughs> what do you guys think? That's a long list of failures from somebody who said they loved the movie. But you can love something and it can be terrible, right? It's the best bad movie. It's my favorite There's bad movie. There's a joke about first girlfriend in there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um... There were lots of inside jokes and Easter eggs in the in the movie. Where too, were these which were fun to see? Mm-hmm. Where, where we're talking about humor in the movie, and I I remember two. Boys Share Two was kind of a joke, but that was the closest I can think of. I should have said <laughs> that the comedy came from the actors that were doing a really good job, like Ben Affleck in lots of moments when he was doing things like then I have to be Bruce Wayne and like. Be this guy again. Yeah. And I like those shoes. And <laughs> yeah. He says that's not a... getting a fight with this person. Yeah. Uh, I like I when like Perry, Perry White tells Clark Kent it's not nineteen thirty eight anymore. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a pointed okay. reference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some things that were but, in there that were like they weren't like oh <laughs> but they were like, Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Pretty girl, bad habits, they're, don't they're, quote me. They're never going to to be a laugh out loud moments in right. in the DC. And they shouldn't. This, the, the Flash. That's why they Flesh shouldn't try. Yeah. Three hundred jokes mushed together into a red suit. Like he is the jester for the Justice League. I would love to see a humorous Flash. It deflates the rest of the monstrous egos that are beating into each other. Since we're expanding here, <laughs> the future of DC. Where is it going? What can it do now that it's done what it has? And how does it relate to the other behemoth, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, DC is finding a lot more success on TV. Oh really? Yeah. 
Interesting. With The Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow, love it or hate it, but uh, those films, or those shows are doing really well. Interesting. And they're injecting a lot more of the DC Universe into those shows than we've seen so far in on the big screen. So is part of what we could have picked up from this film stuff that if we were avid watchers of that show or those shows, no. we could have gained any insight? No. no. Not yet? No, they're being kept separate. Okay. Oh. Which is dumb. Yeah, well. Because if you cultivated <laughs> this huge, yeah. interesting yeah. fan base, you've got a very successful Flash. You've got a great Green Arrow. You Hell, you had John Constantine and it didn't suck. Uh, but they've decided, though, we're going to keep these things completely separate, and I think that's a tremendous injustice. To, to be fair... Justice League. Oh, my God. <laughs> a tremendous injustice to justice would have been a nice mouthful. Uh, to be fair, uh, Marvel has created this complete universe between their TV shows, Netflix, and movie series. Uh-huh. In theory, and they really haven't. Yes, thank They've you. made a whole bunch of unrelated shows that are like, hey, remember that time when they attacked New York? So, like, to DC's credit... <laughs> Where are the lines? Somebody write the connecting they line. They brought Coulson back from the fucking dead. It's... Uh-huh. Somehow. This is a different conversation. <laughs> it's Marvel! Yeah, Death I like this like point. I keep vacation. going. I like this. This is a different conversation, but to their credit, they're not even going down this falsehood of like, yeah, no, they're definitely related. Remember one Sitwell was there for, like, 14 seconds? <laughs> It's the same universe. It's all connected. So I appreciate that they're like, no, these are individual things. We're going to tell separate stories. Yeah, they're not individual. They're all mushing together. It's just TV-verse versus movie. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, okay. TV-verse is individual from the movie universe. Okay. What I am looking forward to to seeing what the, the, they do with the DC universe on on the, the big screen. Yeah. I mean, JLA oh, yeah. is going to be excited. That's a two-parter. So yes. oh, we'll see what it? happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they going Justice League of but maybe or Justice League for this uh, Justice League I, I don't recall but Justice League I don't know Justice either League of America but here's something interesting about that if there's two parts does that mean somebody decided we should take our time a little bit nope. and like do something let's hope that it's that Chris Terrio is committed only to the first part Mm. Which one is he? He's the writer. He's the writer. Well, Well, he's the guy who wrote. Now I don't know. He's the guy who wrote Argo, and uh, he reworked Goyer's script for Batman v Superman. Well, here's here's what I wanted to say, and that is a very good job. (laughs) I hope they learn their lessons here. You know, like because we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm still gonna go multiple times to see these movies. I'm intrigued. But they yeah, they need to learn their lessons. Like learn them fully. With Men of Steel we had to just just... you just prove why they'll never learn their lessons though. Because I still I throw my money (laughs) in Exactly. That's that's what I'm afraid of is that they had this critical mass and they this this movie proved it where it got just the worst ratings of a mainstream movie of this caliber in a while. That's not true, but it was way worse. <laughs> way worse than anyone expected it to be. It's the worst comic book film that's come out in a long time for no. ratings-wise. Ratings ratings-wise. The so general yeah, consensus. But it's still $850 million. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point, is that it made all the money that mm-hmm. there was to make regardless of how good it was. It's like Transformers. What are we on now? Five or six? And right. well, those get the worst. Those get the worst reviews ever, <laughs> but they make stopped, so though. much money. Hey, so, the Transformers. If I remember this correctly, it's the only series of that type that has made more money with each iteration of it. No way. No way. Somehow, I heard this. Really? I could be lying. Who knows? I heard well-researched podcast. <laughs> yeah. Bananas. Go anyway, figure it out yourself. Aaron, let me address what you had to say because you're absolutely yeah. right. Like that's that's the problem. Like 
I've said on the podcast millions of times before, we vote with our dollars. You guys know me. I'm big on boycotting. I, my boycott list is... He's boycotted the podcast before. No, I'm just kidding. It's never come <laughs> and to that. I'm, like I'm, I'm not at that point yet with this because there's still... There are only two movies in, you know? Now, if they keep fucking up, the, my fanboy status will, will deteriorate because they need to learn their lessons. Like, Man of Steel suffered from disaster porn and the careless d- destruction of thousands and thousands of lives. So, did they address it in this movie? Yeah, but they did it half-assed with just quick, oh, that's an uninhabited island. Good thing downtown is empty at this hour. Not a lot of people are going to die this time around. Wink, wink. Okay, now you know, like, your storytelling sucks. And Zack, Ty- Zack Snyder sucks at storytelling. Learn that lesson. Make Improve with each iteration, please. So, are you going to see Suicide Squad? I think I am. I'm intrigued. At first Every I wasn't, time. but with each preview, it looks better. Yeah. I so, can't believe it. Anyway. A lot of this battle happened in Gotham. <laughs> right? <laughs> Was that? Does Batman yes. vs Superman happen yeah. in, on the Gotham side? No, in Metropolis. No. Uh, oh, 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 Batman v Superman. Oh. So yeah. the final battle scene between them and Doomsday happens in Gotham, if I recall. In an, uh, an abandoned yeah, port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since well, when is an abandoned port? And then it moved to the port. Yeah. In Gotham, not going to be like homeless Metropolis. That's a good oh, point. It, it, yeah. We're gonna. Find well, Gotham it. is supposed to be like Oakland. <laughs> if you had an abandoned port in Oakland, Oakland no one is, lives there. Uh, Let's now blow the it new up. Art scene. Well, it's like, it's like Snyder said, Metropolis is San Francisco and Zing. Gotham is Oakland. He did. Yes. Well, that's interesting. New York and crummy parts of New York. Okay, I want to say I want to say something based on what you said because yeah. one of the things that's impressive about where Marvel's gone with what they did is that it where it started with mm-hmm. Iron Man and the inspiration and great storytelling. Great character development, small scale focus. Not a lot happens in that movie. We talked about that. The first couple of Iron Man movies, not too much is going on in terms of action. They're really building. They're really building the characters. And here they started off on the awkward foot with Man of Steel, and they kind of just went and just (laughs) like exploded with Superman right off the bat. They threw in like the one of the most iconic villains. I'm not a connoisseur, and they just now he's dead, and now let's move on and. They're like the whole thing that could have been a whole Superman arc of films and they did it in one movie and then they're like now we're going to the whole Justice League system we're going to mash them all in here we're going to do Batman v Superman we're going to get the Titans in there no more build up everybody's here let's do it so now they're starting to build something on a foundation that was not laid very well the foundation wasn't there Marvel had such a solid foundation when they started building it together and that gave it momentum and gave it clarity in how they were going to tell the stories. As Marvel could afford to take their time doing that because DC wasn't doing anything at exactly. That moment. But now they're playing catch up, yeah. and we're at the they're point desperate. where yeah, and it's really sad because if they just sat on it, and they were like, if we waited in ten years, we could be living that Marvel money. We could be soaking that in right now. But if things continue to go the way that they have been going now with this film, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't know if all these projects that have been greenlit that I see like the two-part Justice Leagues and everything will come to be, you know? They might just tumble on their bad foundation at some point. Their, their, their expectations have been set a little too high. Uh, they, right. were, they were genuinely shocked by the negative reaction to Batman be smoking. How? They were expecting it to be a billion-dollar movie. I think they passed it off to the editor, and they were like, look at that film. And then... They didn't watch it after the editor went through because there were so many moments where huge chunks of time disappeared and you can tell that 
a huge major scene, lots of important dialogue was left on the cutting room floor. And that's a huge, the editor's so important in filmmaking, I could go on forever about this, but that was a real big disappointment was the editing of this film. And especially, we can highlight the Martha scene, you know, with what happened there and how quick the turnaround was after that to then how Batman's chilling it. was handled so awkwardly. Right. And, and that, that has just <laughs> led itself directly into so many people misinterpreting that uh -huh. scene. Exactly. And well, now it's like, now we're best friends and, you know, I'm going to miss him. He was my friend. No, he wasn't. You made, you took time. for years you, to kill him. You took time to pull out a ceramic sink and smash his face with it. This you are not look friends. Look at every part of that fight scene. This is not like an efficient, I would call Batman-esque. Like, nope, I've got the giant kryptonite weapon. I've got the guy laying there and he's dead. And next problem. This was a luxuriant, over the top, I'm going to tie him by the feet. Beat and down. And swing him around and knock all the pillars down. And then throw him over here. And then climb to the fucking top of the thing and drop him again. It was over and over. Just also, more. Also, we're freestyling. Torture. Now. Yeah. Porn. Torture. And then at the very end, it was like, I'll scratch you on the cheek. Uh -huh. Like, what See, is. It didn't uh, earn its brutality thought, in a lot of moments either. Didn't so build up well for that. So being the comic uh, not that. The person who doesn't know about comics. Comic my, neglector. My understanding of Batman and Superman, the original story, was that Batman's goal was never to kill Superman, but to prove that he could be killed. Is that is that true? <laughs> that is revealed <laughs> at yes, the last moment. <laughs> okay. And there's a wonderful scene from the Frank Miller comic where Batman is holding the beaten Superman. He says, I want you to remember this, Clark. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. And then his heart explodes. Ooh. You're led to believe. That that was spoiler. Oh spoiler. my god. I read it I read it recently, did I tell uh, you? I, I got it from the library and I read it. Yeah. And Anyways, the thing, the and thing about the, the fight in this movie is that Batman is trying to kill Superman. Yeah. He, he's 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 got this blood Not fever. He's got the plot. <laughs> uh, but Superman is not trying to kill Batman. He's mm -hmm. not reciprocating. He's he's fighting back, but he's not trying to kill him. Right. And then finally, you know, the, the the Martha thing just snaps Bruce mm -hmm. out of this blood fever. Right. I feel like that fight makes sense if his goal was not to kill him. Like, you know, the, the big reveal from the trailer they showed is when he hits him with the first kryptonite grenade, Superman throws a punch, and he blocks it. And you had that moment of Superman having never experienced this before. Mm -hmm. And, like, if Except he was making a point... Well, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, that look of disbelief on his face. Immortal? Like, how could someone stop me? <laughs> and the idea of him scratching his face. Like, you have a scar now to prove that you... That, that's an like, interesting do you bleed that makes sense flies away <laughs> and I feel like maybe if at some point when things were rewritten re rewritten maybe said they were going at some point <laughs> in the process of this movie becoming what it is there was that idea and then Zack Snyder was like but he, he wants to kill him he has to stab him with the Sharpie Spear thing. That's the, that's his goal. Because I love violence! That's an interesting point. <laughs> Once Batman knows that he can take Superman down, is way less scared of him. Right. That would have been kind awesome. That would like, yeah. ah, you can be beaten. I'm going to keep a little kryptonite ring, just like he does in every freaking iteration of the Justice League, as a check. 
In that would have been, been that would have been an awesome way to that would have been a yeah. way better movie. Okay, imagine we're not talking about that. We're doing this. Imagine we are writing it. Imagine if if Batman, upon you know stepping on Superman's throat and having the spirits, it said something like "You've been warned" or something like, like returning well, a like line. Like Superman. Like consider did. this mercy. Right. Imagine if Batman returned that line to him, like gave him the scratch on the cheek, like Aaron said. Consider this mercy. The God and is then he's dead. like, "Let's go Girl, kill the big let's, thing let's if it existed." Now, at now you're on, like, now I call the shots. <laughs> Team up like let's a squad. Yeah, that that was great. Great. I respect you, bro. But I then respect we got you, bro. Martha. <laughs> and Aaron like, cut. The Aaron cut. I this like is it. leading to an interesting idea. And in having let's do a thought experiment. Mm. Let's make the best how, possible version. Yes. How could this movie have gone with the pieces of this movie if? A, competent editor we open on a panoramic yes <laughs> if you could go in and change That's 10% crazy. of this movie to make it something more competent Eight. how no it's so like take the pieces that are there like I feel like this mm. is the point that I'm making is that there are good pieces to this movie there are things that are executed poorly how could you take what's there and make it a competent movie? Let's Cut 90% of it. Let's start. With, I like <laughs> this idea. And I extrapolate like idea. the other parts. So that's, that was what I was Rather than the fucking dream scene, let's start with that awesome decentralized Spider- or Spider-Man. <laughs> Superman versus Zod. Like, they're going at it. They're destroying the city. And Batman is acting as the jaded person that he is. Would he run around trying to save a child and a one guy? Was mm. that the moment the good Batman died? Or is he this hardcore guy who's trying to stop the problem? Mm-hmm. But that weird change in between those two scenes was hard for me to reconcile. Mm-hmm. So what does Batman do in that instance? What does he do? Yeah, That I... would be interesting if maybe he couldn't have saved that girl. Right, and that was his realization that my way of doing things. Oh boy, the iron cut is. We just made a way better movie. Let's keep going. (laughs) So the other side of this too is what you brought up before is that the pacing of this movie is so weird that it's just like riding a Uh muni train from when the driver's drunk. It's just. You mean every day? No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) No, no. (laughs) How much of that comes from the editing? Because I. Someone told me that there is a four-hour version of this movie. Nah, three, right? There's a three-hour version. Is it three? Yeah. The GPD is going to have a three-hour version. Usually, yes. the, the first cut <laughs> the of a film cut. is even way longer mm-hmm. than what we end up getting in the expanded stuff. Because they, they shoot so much film that they can't mm-hmm. ever possibly put it into a situation where anybody would watch, watch it. Unless it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but, yeah, there is going to be a longer cut. Mm-hmm. And it'd be really interesting to know if the pieces that go in are just going to be bonus smashy scenes or if they're going to be really interesting pieces of like cohesive character development. Does it? Because, you know, one of the things... Because uh, that's what it needed. It's really just uh, them on the top of a building and then Batman yelling, This is Gotham! It's actually just Superman. Aquaman even, sl- <laughs> even slower <laughs> poking the trident. I've seen that. I can't uh, Ten more minutes of Martha back and forth. <laughs> I had fun with Martha, one scene Martha. which is where... Batman is, is punching Superman. He's got him against the wall. He's on the ropes. Superman is leading by Kryptonite. Yeah. And then the Kryptonite starts to wear off. Mm-hmm. And then you see Batman pummeling him, and, and then it's getting harder and harder, and Superman yeah. is, is that was standing so up, you know, great. And then you see Batman back up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. I would like to have seen that. Mm-hmm. And a consistent... Just realizing, okay, you're, you're mm-hmm. tougher than I thought. Those consistent attitudes put throughout a character instead of character. the jarring tonal differences like with the beginning. And that was a totally different Batman than the one that you just described there, but that one's way cooler. <laughs> but that intro idea is so cool. So we but have to meld all of those things. Some really good ideas them. 
if we had Batman in the suit during the Superman fight, would he have acted differently? If Batman in the suit had watched the little girl get mushed, maybe that would have been a reversing moment. Mm. That could, to me, could have explained why he is this psychotic, I'm going to burn the world to save it. Yeah. Oh, I have one more other cut. I would take away the insane guitar riff that plays behind Wonder Woman. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Whoa, that was Kyle. so jarring and crazy away from what was going on. The the battle drums, awesome. But then, coming in behind it. Oh my god! Just imagine it's Mad Max. It makes it all. It better. turned it was... into the B, like a blast up B film, like going on. It really was it. You know, for me, nuts. it was kind of a nice change from the rest of the soundtrack. I thought very different. Generally, Hans Zimmer. I'm, I, I like a lot of his scores, mm-hmm. but in, for this and for Man of Steel, I thought the music was kind of oppressive, mm-hmm. very heavy, and yeah. it wasn't really as memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know any themes, themes of anything. I even read that he wrote themes for every character, and I was yeah. like, "Huh, what were they?" Except. <laughs> in that one moment. I was like, okay, that <laughs> stood out. Superman has the Kansas theme, which is the, that slow piano and, yeah. Right. Here's, here's <laughs> something else about that that's really funny. I read a review, and I wanted to highlight what you just said, because the review said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, that the soundtrack sounded like a bunch, a choir of cherub angels were drowning in mud. <laughs> oh. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of exactly what it was like. Little bit on the nose. Yeah. Okay, we talked about a ton of stuff. We're yeah. almost out of time here. Does anybody have anything else they want to throw in? I want to do one more thought experiment. Yes. I like the last one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should take, a movie. take the Lexer in this movie and make his story work. How? Uh, I love the jealousy aspect. I love the Lex Jr. aspect. That was honestly what I was expecting, was the Lex Jr. After they made such a big point of having him throw in that line about his, my dad's name's on the building. It's like, well, okay, we're moving on. Something new. Well, the the problem with this movie is something that I accused the Star Wars movie most recently being, and that is the fanboys, in this case people like Bing and I, we have to fill in a lot of the, and what the fuck was that? You know, like, why is Black so pissed off? Oh, well, see, here's the thing. You have to listen really closely at this part because he mentions, well, my dad's name is on the building. So, you know, post hoc, I can backfill all of your his emotions for you. And come up with a better you. story than the people who made the movie. <laughs> and I find, you know, I find that to be bullshit. The movie, like I said during the Star Wars critiques, it should stand on its own. You shouldn't have to... Enhanced, you shouldn't have to do that heavy lifting, right? Enhanced mm-hmm. by the rest of the universe that gives everybody something to cherish. If you want yeah. to you needed in, too much inside information. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want to throw in winky naughty like... Oh, and here is something in the background, and you know that character. That's cool. Marvel has done that very well. There have been quite a few moments in different things where the stupid Marvel parting shot that has become their flourish, the scene after post-credits. Was there a post-credits scene to this? No. Because no. okay. I was like, I got up and left, and I was like, these guys could tell me what it was afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. But that kind of reference, I think, would have helped this in some ways. It would have been a great thing to see, like, some of the other gigantic stable of heroes that become part of the Justice League. But just like if if uh, Warner's had decided to do individual stories first and then do one big group film, if they had done that, then they'd be accused of just copying Marvel. 
Right. I don't give a shit. If it works, <laughs> the good borrow the great steal. Remember, we talked about the Marvel equation, right? You can plug things into the Marvel equation now. There is no DC equation at this point, which is good and terrible because every time they go in to make a film, they have nothing that they know works or that they can fall back on at this point. Because Except- both films, the first one got the really mediocre mixed reviews. This one got the terrible reviews, no matter how we like feel about it. So they're they're just walking on Except 70, coals right now. 70, 80 years of some of the best storytelling in comics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They have to go back to the source material and have people that Do aren't right. Zack Snyder, that really know it, help them out and put it together. Who's doing Smith. a better job with Superman and Batman are the people who do the animated versions. Oh, there you God, go. yeah. Mask of the Phantasm, the upcoming Killing Joke. So These Mark Hamill amazing. needs to be in the film, is what we're saying. <laughs> it seems like to me, comparing this, the inevitable comparison to Marvel, it's that when Marvel makes a movie, they take a character, they tweak the character a little bit, and they make an interesting movie that doesn't even have to be a Marvel movie. It doesn't need the, it doesn't need the superheroes. The fact that they're there is motivating what's going on. Mm-hmm. The DC movie felt like let's take a like hollow shell of this character, and because it's Batman, there is a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of that. They lean heavily on their DC legacy equation. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Batman equals dollar something. <laughs> well, that's that's a really great point, and that is they don't need to invest time to develop. Let's say the way that care was taken to develop Iron Man, because like it's Batman, like. That, and, the, that we everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Like, and could part of the marketing idea now just be that it's so similar to Marvel that they can just use less resources and put it out there, and people. I think that's why we're seeing this. Will go. Now. I had a slip of the tongue before, but let's look at Spider-Man. He's being dropped <laughs> into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I hope to Spider-Man. God they don't say, "Once upon a time, there was a boy named Peter Parker," and let's go back into his story. We have effing seen it. We know it. We've spent bejoodles of dollars to go see it. Uh-huh. Just introduce Underoos. We know him. <laughs> you can, right, this is you a DC can, podcast. You can give any any superhero's backstory within reason in like one line of text that you could say at some point during a film. Bruce Wayne lost uh, his parents tragically. A, a synopsis you could give, and it would be enough to carry the movie in most cases. That being said, of course, that's a fascinating part of a character development. But it doesn't always need to be like right when it happens. Well, here's the thing: every it can be over every, time. every director, every writer, every producer that makes a new one of these movies wants to put their mark on it, right? Right. And so Zack Snyder sees the Batman story. He's like, I want it. I now you're gonna see it through my eyes. You know, like I want to interpret it. Like <laughs> but, everybody wants to interpret. It. If I made a Batman movie, you're damn right, I'd want to be like. It seems like how he Brooklyn. did the exact same, like, almost shot for shot. But, but nobody did it. No, but nobody did it in the. Fr- those are all Frank Miller bar- borrowed imagery, right down to the pearl necklace and the gun getting caught up in it. And so nobody put and that to film. Loves Frank Miller's mm-hmm. yeah. style. Imagery-wise, yes. Yeah, but Superman and Batman are such iconic characters mm-hmm. that they're archetypes. We really don't need to hash over their origins right. again. But people want uh, to. Josh is reading All Star Superman, which starts off in, in so elegantly, um, uh, where Grant Morrison just has in one page Superman's origin. Mm-hmm. Three panels, mm-hmm. Doom Planet, loving parents, kindly couple. That's brilliant. And, and, and move on from there. Because if you pick that up, you already know the damn story. <laughs> Batman Begins is almost shot for shot with the origin story from what we saw in this one. Stylistically, different. I but feel like when Zack Snyder went to make this movie, he read a comic book that had no words. and thought, <laughs> I need to do this scene with Maybe the Maybe Zack Snyder's illiterate. 
he that's maybe that's what we have Watchmen Ooh. to to fall oh, back. Yeah, we can see probably this. a little. He certainly <laughs> didn't read Thank you, read David Hater. What is this squid <laughs> thing? I don't get it. I'm going back to the blue guy. But so just think about it this way: like, imagine that you took all the words out of this movie and just like grabbed those scenes. Like, I can't remember a lot of the dialogue that happened in this movie because it was garbage. Martha. But Scooter I can very clearly remember <laughs> the set of scenes. I remember the the opening with the pearls and the gun. I remember. Um, him standing in the courtroom, like with the whole crowd behind yeah. him, and him, you know, landing in front of the crowd, and saying nothing, iconography, and saying nothing. I remember very clearly, you know, all of them teaming up against Apocalypse. I remember them landing on Doom the roof. Doom Doom was whatever. <laughs> the the gray, spiky Hulk monster. Um, I remember them landing Superman in the sky over the roof, staring mm-hmm. at Batman in the rain. All those scenes, like yeah. visually, they stand out, and I feel like if you just like snapped a picture of each of those, you could fill in your own movie. As if the yeah, you let's do it and write yeah. your own. The script. Iron Cut. <laughs> and with, you know what? With 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 to, to be to be totally serious for a second, with the characters that are Batman and Superman, you could make an operatic movie with no dialogue. Really? Don't you think Trinity. exactly what you're saying? Where you just <laughs> We you just piece together the, the beautiful imagery that Zack Snyder does well, you wouldn't need dialogue and it would spare you from having to sort of like wrench out these awkward lines from some of these actors who can't act, right? And sometimes you don't need a line, you know? Yeah. Paintings stand for themselves. Just over Put a good image on the screen. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be an interesting experiment? Like a She with you? No, she's with you. You could have said that with the Superman wink, probably. Same manner. Yeah, that would have been fun, just like a look and a shrug. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's kind of what I'm alluding to. Super you could have said it with subtle too. All right, you guys references. got free time. We could all work on this project? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So, James, Good. did we grade our last massive film? No, last, last time we had a panel, I guess we did not grade Star Wars. Okay. Overall, I think it was a very bad movie that I really enjoyed seeing. Aaron? Uh, I'm going to go with the Conan scale here. It's seven bananas out of uh, coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what do you think? I would give it somewhere in the C- minus range. Okay. Bing? It was a very enjoyable but sloppy effort. Awesome. I'm you... not going to give it a great Kyle, but I'm going to say this. I find myself now in a similar situation as all you Star Wars nerds, and that is... Oh. In the face of in the face of overwhelming evidence that this movie was garbage, I still love it. And that's except where Star you, Wars wasn't. Except and that's where you guys were, because I would tell you that this was garbage from Star Wars, that was garbage, and you would like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was bad too. Yeah, it shouldn't have been that way. It should have been this way. But, but I can't help it. I love it so much. I never said that. Can't that's where it. I'm at, so that's what I leave you with. It's not enough. All all the hate is not enough. I don't care. Wow, I, went, I went and saw it multiple times and I love it. Agree to disagree. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was excellent. Yes. Thank you Woo! all so much. We did it. We did We've it. We've come to the end here. So uh, that's so that's it. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> is Batman Thanks. Superman a good movie yet? Is it? Did we fix it? No. We, well, we it? fixed we're it. Gonna get, yes. We're going to work on it. We fixed it. We're going to do it. Call us up. Call us up. Zack Snyder, if you don't hate us now. If you Also, we hate you when you're illiterate. <laughs> I think you're great, except for a lot of things. But Aaron, Josh, Bing, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Loud on the set, Kyle and James, we did it. Check us out on YouTube and iTunes. Send us some emails. What did you think? Do you think we're crazy? We probably are. But let us know. Loudonset at gmail.com. Send us some mail. Go and see the movie if you hadn't, or don't. Whatever you want. 
Oh, by the way, spoiler alert for both parts of the podcast. Yeah, I'm on top of that. <laughs> See, just like DC, we're doing it back. We're doing it back. Oh, Thank you all so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. See you later. And cut.